First of all, an update from Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools. Their landline phones are down today due to a technical issue that's being addressed. But in the meantime, they're asking everyone to use email addresses instead to contact staff members. If you need to contact the transportation office, they do have a workaround phone number for that, 919-942-5045. Well, this is the week of our annual Forum on the Hill, where we invite dozens of local leaders and experts for 15-hour-long panels on critical issues facing our community. It's airing all week from 3 to 6 p.m. We kicked it off yesterday with a trio of panels on housing. Among our guests was Carborough Town Council member Catherine Frey, who discussed the possibility of updating the town's zoning laws to help address a variety of concerns, including affordability. Here's part of what they had to say. You know, the neighborhood that I live in, if you, you can do a walking tour and you can see all these great houses that have this Carborough vernacular feel and that people love. The funny thing about these neighborhoods is that a lot of the housing that people are pointing out as being so charming is actually illegal to build today under our current zoning rules. You can walk through the neighborhood and you can see duplexes and little cottage courts and things like that. These are lovely places to live. They're great places to raise a family, really have that good feel of Carborough. But if you were trying to build one today, you would hit this enormous thicket of rules that just you just absolutely could not make it work. You can't make it pencil out. The process that we have right now forbids us from building some of that charming stuff and pushes developments out of affordability and out of that charm. So some of it is just saying, hey, as we're working on our land use ordinance, as we're working on our review processes, one way that we keep that small town charm is to go back to allowing people to build in that way. Because actually, if you look at small towns all over the U.S., a lot of their most characteristic neighborhoods were built before we had zoning. That's Carborough Town Council member Catherine Frey there. They were just one of many panelists who joined us yesterday. Another was Jennifer Player of Orange County Habitat for Humanity. They've already had a good week. They got a $50,000 grant from the Truist Foundation to help build a community center at Weaver's Grove, a mixed income development that's going off, uh, going up off Sunrise Road in Chapel Hill. Habitat officials say construction on the center should begin later this year. You can listen back to all the forum hours by visiting chapelboro.com slash forum on the hill or just head to our homepage, chapelboro.com. There's a link right there. Stay with us all week long as we bring you more panels, including one that's coming up on Friday with the new mayors of Chapel Hill, Carborough, and Hillsborough. Those three are part of a whole new generation of local leaders who got elected last year, including new mayors also in Pittsburgh and Durham. In Durham, new mayor Leonardo Williams says he's energetic about the idea of building community and also building sales tax revenue through economic development, his pet project, building a bigger new convention center. The amount of economic opportunity that we turn down because we don't have the capacity of hotel space, meeting space, square footage. So we need a real convention center. And when we get a new real convention center with a larger capacity, we would then be able to draw more people to Durham to have their conferences, spend their money. You know, we get our sales tax revenue up because so many folks are coming to Durham, spending their money and leaving. We can increase our sales tax revenue by 20%. It allows the city to be much more agile when it comes to community assets, you know, beautification, resources provided without raising taxes on the actual residents through property taxes, which is our main source of income. That's Durham Mayor Leonardo Williams there speaking with me earlier this month. You can listen back to that conversation in the This Morning with Aaron Keck section of our website, chapelborough.com. 
Over to Raleigh now, where Governor Roy Cooper yesterday signed an executive order to help formerly incarcerated people re-enter into society. People often struggle to find work, housing, or education when they get out of prison. That can lead them back to crime. Cooper's executive order will direct state resources to address that issue, joining a national initiative called Re-Entry 2030 that aims to increase education and job opportunities and decrease homelessness by the end of the decade. Some pretty ambitious targets as part of that project. North Carolina is the third state to join that effort after Missouri and Alabama. Closer to home, more positive news out of Pittsburgh as town officials continue testing the Haw River water after a chemical spill last week in Burlington. Latest results came in yesterday. They showed minimal levels of 1,4-dioxane in the system. That suggests the town was able to protect its water supply. More testing will occur today. In the meantime, as a precaution, the town is still limiting the amount of water it's pulling from the river, and they're asking residents to keep limiting their non-essential water usage, including landscaping and washing vehicles. Residents can also still get free drinking water at Chatham Marketplace if they want, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. today. Back in Chapel Hill, the UNC Health System has named the three individuals who will head up plans for a new children's hospital in the Triangle. Chief of Staff Andy Willis, Chief Care Innovation Officer Ian Buchanan, and Children's Hospital VP Aaron Edwards. UNC Health officials say the goal is to have a standalone hospital open by 2030. Lawmakers allocated $320 million for the project in last year's state budget, but it will likely cost more than $2 billion in all. And finally, in business news, the location formerly occupied by the Provence and Mosaic restaurants in downtown Carborough has a new owner. A bakery called Even Dough is set to move into the 100-year-old converted home on West Weaver Street later on this year. Time is 6.18. Time now for sports brought to you this hour by Chapel Hill Tire. Carolina men's basketball is back in action tonight. They're looking to stay unbeaten in ACC play as they take on Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Yellow Jackets have struggled this year. They've lost eight of their last nine, though they did go down to the wire at Duke before losing two weeks ago. UNC, meanwhile, is on a 10-game win streak. They held steady at number three in this week's AP and coaches polls. And R.J. Davis got named ACC Player of the Week for the third time this season after averaging 30 points a game and wins over Wake and Florida State. He's not the only one having a good run. Wing Harrison Ingram is averaging 11 rebounds a game during Carolina's winning streak. Here's head coach Hubert Davis on him. You know, from a basketball standpoint, just his versatility on both ends of the floor. I mean, he's, you know, he can guard because of his size and his athleticism. He can guard one through five. Excellent rebounder on the offensive end. He can shoot threes. He can handle the ball. He can pass. He can post up, you know, he's he's a person that, you know, when you need a bucket, whether he's shooting or somebody else like he he can get one or he can create one. And that's just such a bonus to be able to have that type of versatility and that on the floor. And then just his um, tell you, Harris's personality is just off the chart. Like he when he steps into any room, any situation, his smile and his personality just just light it up and he brings laughter and joy to our team in a way that only Harrison can do it and it's just um 
I've loved him being here, and I, and I love coaching him. That's Hubert Davis speaking there. Tonight's game tips off at 7. We've got it all for you here on 97.9 on The Hill, starting with pregame coverage at 6. Looking ahead slightly, Duke rose five spots to number 7 in this week's AP ranking, so Saturday's Carolina-Duke game will feature two top 10 teams. Elsewhere in sports, UNC women's basketball dropped four spots to number 24 in this week's AP rankings after their loss to Virginia over the weekend. Their next game is Thursday, taking on fifth rank. NC State in Raleigh. In lacrosse, the Tar Heel women checked in at number three in this year's preseason coaches poll, picking up one first place vote. Northwestern's number one, by the way. They got all the rest of the first place votes. And on the men's side, defensemen Paul Barton and Andrew Geppert earned honorable mention in inside lacrosse's preseason All-America list. Both the Tar Heel men and women begin their seasons on February 10th. That's a week from this Saturday. UNC baseball season also just a couple weeks away. The Diamond Heels checked in at number 17 in Baseball America's preseason top 25 and D1 baseball named junior outfielder Vance Honeycutt is a preseason third team All-American. Carolina's opening game is February 16th, still a couple weeks away. They'll be at home against Wagner.